Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast of your off-season third place Miami Dolphins. I am Sam Marcoux. He is Chris Cullen. Chris, happy new year, and uh, it's time for a new year. We just got to forget about that 2017 campaign for the Miami Dolphins, do we not? Yeah, happy new year, and I was going to actually say the same exact thing. It's like uh, when you have a breakup, you kind of sulk over it. For about five days, and then, uh, like the great Bill Burr says, you rub one out and you get over it. I mean, that's uh, that's it. We, we're over it. Um, Royal Rumble's coming up soon. Uh, we have a uh, great off season, including the Underwear Olympics. That's a combine always during my birthday, and then the draft. So let's look forward. This uh, this year was bad from the get go. So it, it's it's over with. It's done. It's done. It's over. It's done and it's over, uh, but before it's over, Chris, we are going to talk a little bit about that season, what went wrong. I mean, I think uh, you and I both agree that we have the right coach in place in Adam Gase. Uh, we seem to have talent on both sides of the ball, uh, but for whatever reason, and we know some of the reasons, uh, the, the, the team that went 10-6 and six two years ago just went 6-10. and 10. Adam Gase is now a 500 career head coach uh, for the Miami Dolphins, which is going to leave some people wondering if he is the right guy or not. Uh, we're not here to debate that. I think we know that Adam Gase is the right guy. He will be here next year. In fact, he's already starting to make moves on his coaching staff. Um, he's brought in Jeremiah Washburn, and you guys might remember that name from two years ago as he was, I believe, the assistant offensive coordinator, or I'm sorry, offensive line coach. He is now going to be the offensive line coach for the Miami Dolphins going into 2018. Uh, but speaking of offensive coordinator, when I had a, a slip of the tongue there. Um, Clyde Christensen's reign of terror, if you will, as offensive <laughs> coordinator for the Miami Dolphins is now over. We're not quite sure what his role is going to be for the Miami Dolphins going forward. I'm assuming Aaron Boy, uh, but uh, either way, he will not be the offensive coordinator. Adam Gase has brought in his old buddy, who's got the weirdest name of all time, Chris. It's uh, Dowell Logans or Logans or Logans. I don't even know how to pronounce this. It's got two G's and A and I and some other letters in there. But um, <clears throat> what do you make of these moves, Chris, bringing in, of all things, former Bears offensive personnel to the Miami Dolphins? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to feel about this yet. Uh, he's not going to be calling plays. His name looks like you shake up the felt bag and scrabble and pull out random letters and just spell his last name. That's good. I like um, that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Bears' offense was terrible. I mean, it was just really bad. I mean, they had a rookie quarterback, of course, but he did get some good things out of some uh, low-rent players, so to speak, and uh, did well with the running backs there. So all this is going to do is just add another offensive mind to um, uh, our offense and because we're keeping Clyde Christensen. So he's going to be in there. He's going to be uh, – he's comfortable with Ryan Tannehill. He's worked with him. Um, we bring uh, somebody that Adam Gase trusts into the process as well because we talked about this before, and I talk about this a lot within my inner Dolphin circle, which is my dad and brother when we watch games. Um, if Adam Gase is a successful head coach, uh, he's going to have to put all of his time and effort into being a head coach that's – uh, knowing when the players go to sleep, that scheduling time, uh, lights out at the hotel, meals, things like that. The defense, he's got to worry about the defense. He's the head coach. So to be successful in a good head coach, uh, limiting penalties, things like that, keeping disciplined players in line, uh, it's going to take away from his game planning to be a successful offensive play caller. So either way, him doing both, 
is taking away from either uh, game planning time that he could be using if he was an offensive coordinator calling plays and, and coming up with a scheme, or if he's just putting all his eggs in that basket, it's taking away from the disciplinary side and the head coaching side of the entire program. So I think we saw a lot of that this year, and Adam Gase has to figure that out. Well, it's funny you say that because David Hyde of the Sun Sentinel actually came out with a piece earlier this uh, – actually came out today. Uh, we're recording this on January 7th, this Sunday – uh, wild card weekend and he has the top 10 things the Miami Dolphins have to do in order to be successful this offseason and one of them uh, number five was actually coach harder basically he said look quarterback Tom Brady famously erupted on the Patriots sideline because of the offensive coordinator twice asked how he could miss an open receiver when the Dolphins receivers Kenny Stills and Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry fumbled in Kansas City after catches no coach said anything as they came to the sideline and sat down not a hang on to the ball not a we can't have that nothing in the immediate aftermath demand more who knows maybe you'll get it uh, so that is uh, becoming one of the criticisms here is this team especially when you consider the fact that under Adam Gase they have been 31st in penalties both years that he has been the head coach, is this team undercoached by Adam Gase uh, as the head coach? Is he spending too much time trying to create plays, trying to get this offense in order? Uh, should he give up those play-calling duties and focus on, like you said, more of the nuts and bolts, the ins and outs, the daily environment of the team? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what that answer is because the problem is uh, he is one of uh, the bright play callers in the National Football League. Like he just really is. Peyton Manning said it. Um, everybody he's ever worked with has said it. And, and we know when he calls a good game what it looks like. We've seen it. Like we've seen Tannehill go off. We've seen Cutler have that game on Monday night against the Patriots. You know, when all things are clicking and working, it's a combination of like – injuries and guys not doing their jobs and drop passes and when a guy's finally open because Gase has worked three or four plays to open up the big one and then you know pouncing misses his block you know something happens always something happens and, and it doesn't mean that the wrong play was called so if he takes away his play calling duties like Andy Reid did um and, and is able to focus more on the head coaching side of things I don't know because will that help our team? Will it help our defense? Will it help our penalty issue? It may, but then we're losing that play caller. So we got to figure out which one's more important. I think that's uh, what Adam Gase is doing by bringing another offensive mind that he trusts that can maybe he can delegate some things uh, to get off his plate so we can focus on the entire team aspect of being the head coach. Yeah, and I don't think Adam Gase has uh, any plans to get rid of his play-calling responsibilities. I think he was asked that after the last game, and he said, absolutely not. It's the one thing that I still enjoy doing, uh, which is kind of telling in itself. Uh, part of, I think, bringing in Dow Logans, too, I heard some, I read some other uh, reporters, Chris, that followed the team that said when they worked together in Chicago, one of the things that Adam Gase really liked about Dow is that he knew when and where to talk to Adam Gase and Clyde and Clyde Christensen didn't necessarily know that they didn't have that sort of chemistry not that they didn't get along or that they don't get along but they just don't have that natural chemistry as friends like Dowell and Adam do so this very much is a uh, bring in an Adam Gase guy now that he's available because of a Chicago cleaning house with their uh, entire coaching staff and if it placates Adam it helps him out either in the regard that you're talking about helping coordinate the entire team or coordinating that offense uh, so that he can still focus his efforts in other areas, uh, then I think it's probably a positive one. I think at this point, um, we kind of know what went wrong with the Miami Dolphins. I mean, you lose your starting quarterback, you're going to have problems throughout. Oh, by the way, Chris, nine of our games were against playoff uh, playoff teams. 
nine. Mm. We had two against the Patriots. We had two against the Bills. We played the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we also played the New Orleans Saints. We played the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, we played the Tennessee Titans. And I believe we played the Carolina Panthers. So that is nine of the 12 playoff teams came through Miami at this point. So Yeah, and the Ravens and Chargers were one game away from being in the playoffs, and we played both of them beating one. Exactly. So part of the issue is the fact that we had one of the hardest schedules of the season. Now, I don't know where it, where it actually shook out with regards to strength of schedule in terms of wins and losses, but when nine of your 16 games are against teams that ultimately made it to the playoffs – that's a tough schedule. That's going to be tough. I don't care if you have Ryan Tannehill or not, um, but the fact that we didn't have Ryan Tannehill, the fact that we had all the issues that were coming up throughout the year, I mean, trading away your starting running back because he's sulking by not getting enough carries even though we're winning, uh, having your offensive line coach snorting a white powdery mm. substance, quote-unquote, uh, on, on the screen. I mean, all of these things that happened and occurred, not having a bye week. I mean, that's something that we talked about a lot at the beginning of the year, but it can't be stressed enough that this is something that wears down a team if they don't have a legit break uh, in playing football. If they have to play for four months straight with no break, that's tough. So this team had a lot of adversity it had to overcome. Uh, some of it was self-inflicted. I mean, some of it is personnel moves. I, I think one of the other points that David Hyde said is whatever we do, do not pick up a Pittsburgh Steeler cast-off because it never mm-hmm. works for us, whether it's Joey Porter, Mike Wallace, in this case Lawrence Timmons. The Pittsburgh Steelers know what they're doing, and when they get rid of somebody, there's a reason for it, and we should probably take heed of that. And I actually think he's right there. Uh, So we are going to see uh, some changes in personnel. We're actually going to get into that here on Perfectville, not on this episode, but what we're going to be doing is we're actually going to be using our Perfectville poll, uh, the one that we do on Twitter, and we're going to ask you guys each episode, we're going to throw three or four different areas of the team that you want us to focus on here in the offseason, and based on the votes, what you guys cast is what you'll get. So if we're going to throw out running backs and wide receivers and quarterbacks, and you want us to focus on quarterbacks for an episode, that's what Chris and I are going to do, and we'll go deep. We'll go into what worked, what didn't work. We'll break down the stats. We'll figure out who's going to stay, who should go, and who should come in their place. Um, It's going to be a deep dive, Chris, into all the different aspects of the Miami Dolphins this offseason here in Perfectville. That's one of my favorite times of the year. Of course, uh, it doesn't trump the uh, you know actual games, but uh, it's fun to break things down and start dissecting our team, our roster, uh, get excited for new guys, uh, draft picks, uh, guys coming into their second year like McMillan, who we lost to injury in preseason, Tony Lippick and him back when it seemed like he was just hitting his peak. Uh, you know, th- these are all things that get you excited again, and, and <laughs> good or bad. Uh, it might be the curse of being the fan of this franchise, but it's what makes uh, the offseason off season bearable, uh, and it's what gets us hyped around July and August when training camps start, preseason, things of that nature, and uh, we end up right back in the same spot rooting for these Dolphins, good or bad, love or hate them. You know, we're, we'll always be there rooting. Uh, so these these episodes and doing these things are, are integral to that because – we have fun doing it, Sam. Uh, it's a good discussion. It's a good jumping off point for the fans to listen to and see uh, what we uh, think or expect might happen. And it's just all, all fun to do that. And we we'll might as well just get into it now then. I mean, the, the Perfectville Poll is sponsored by Clickbait. It is time for a Perfectville Poll brought to you by Clickbait. Are you fishing for new friends, followers, likes, or viewers? If so, then Clickbait is right for you. Pick up your Clickbait starter kit of clever headlines and raunchy photos at welcometoperfectville.com. Clickbait, also available at Walmart. 
this week, you guys get to decide what the content of the episode that we do next is going to be. Is it going to be wide receivers? Is it going to be running backs? Are we going to talk about quarterbacks? Those are your three options for the next episode of Perfectville. I mean, all three of them have question marks, Chris. When it comes to wide receivers, the big one, of course, Jarvis Landry. Is he going to stay? Mm. Is he going to go? We also have Devontae Parker, who had another injury-riddled potential uh you know, nothing but potential, no actual performance uh, season. And then you had Kenny Stills, who seemed to be the solid member of the group week in, week out. And towards the end of the year, you had a Jakeem Grant, Mighty Mouse himself, come on and uh, be featured in a bigger, more higher prominent role here with the Miami Dolphins in 2017. So we have the wide receiving core, the running back core, uh, probably one of the most controversial uh, cores on the team. We had the season starting with Jay Ajayi. Of course, he got traded. But in that wake, uh, we actually had Kenyon Drake, the young man, step up and actually you know, toss his hat into the ring to be the starting running back going forward. Will he be the answer for the Miami Dolphins? Are we going to look elsewhere? Are we looking at a draft prospect coming in for the Miami Dolphins, a trade, or possibly even a free agent signing? Or is there somebody else on the team other than Kenyon Drake uh, that will fight for playing time alongside uh, Mr. Drake himself. And of course, the quarterbacks, uh, what more needs to be said? Jake Cutler was our starting quarterback for all of 2017. Matt Moore was the backup once again. Both of those guys are free agents. Ryan Tannehill is coming off of his knee injury. He's missed a season and almost a half at this point. He looks to be the starting quarterback in 2018. What can we expect from Ryan Tannehill? Who will be the primary backup? Is it somebody who's already on the team or are we going to start drafting prospects behind him? Are we bringing in a veteran? Are we looking for a starting quarterback even though it doesn't sound like we are there's some prospects out there Jimmy Garoppolo Kirk Cousins and others who uh, have the potential to come in and maybe disrupt some stuff Chris so those are their three topics that they get on the Perfectville poll sponsored by clickbait on Twitter you can find us at Perfectville pod quarterbacks running backs wide receivers you guys decide you let us know right now whatever wins is what we'll talk about next episode of Perfectville yeah three three, three of the top polarizing uh position uh on the football field so those are gonna be fun yeah we got to start it off with a bang man but since we're talking about the poll we got to talk about the last poll and that's uh what we put out there in the last episode of Biscuitville uh and that was of <laughs> course that which player is most likely to be cut by the Miami Dolphins after the season and the four options were Devontae Parker Kiko Alonso Mike Pouncey and Indomitian Sue uh with a resounding 56 percent chris mike pouncey uh, was chosen to be the one that the fans feel should be cut from this team going the next year that kind of surprised me i expected Devonte parker uh, to get himself a little bit more run he did finish second with 23 percent of the vote uh, either way it's not a really uh good look when your offensive leader and mike pouncey and your talented wide receiver make up 89% of the voter or whatever it turned out to be. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty alarming. Well, and here's a thing, again, going circling this back to Adam Gase, where I, I don't know if the, I, the longer we see Adam Gase coach this team and the longer we watch his press conferences and see how he ticks and what he does, you don't know whether to trust what he says publicly uh, when he's defending these guys if he is just like their friend, uh, a la Jay Cutler, where you just refuse to say anything negative about him. Um, or if he truly believes as a coach what he's saying is true because the disconnect between the fans and everything I've seen and read on Twitter and now this poll uh, for Mike Pouncey and then what Adam Gase says after the season, his last press conference saying, quote, Mike Pouncey was our like best player at the end of the season, something like that. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm summarizing. He, he said Mike Pouncey was one of the more the most solid linemen we had all year, and he was our best player for the last few games. 
what? Like Adam Gase is saying this publicly at a press conference and the fans and people watching are thinking he took a step off. He was uh, not playing 100% healthy. But Adam Gase is like constantly seemed to be his buddy and said good things about him all offseason as well before the season even began. So you don't really know what to believe with Adam Gase when it comes to this. So I don't know if he's going to be cut. I don't know if he's going to get paid an extension. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, he might be right just because of the fact that we had so many injuries across the line and we had some inconsistent play. I will say the offensive line towards the end of the season did seem to stabilize itself. And uh, I'll give kudos to Sam Young and Jesse Davis, who came in with very little expectations. And uh, I think they held their own. I think they're at least going to be able to uh, be a viable candidate for next year, maybe getting jobs, if not starters, uh, but maybe as a backup or a primary backup for the Miami Dolphins, depending on how everything shakes out. But we'll talk about that when we get to the offensive line. Uh, I do want to talk about, since we mentioned Ryan Tannehill, Chris, uh, we did get ourselves another review on Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. And just as everyone knows, we've been running a campaign here for quite some time that if you give us a five-star rating and a review, and then you give us your address, we will send you a Perfectville Sipsat koozie, Mr. Aronde Bagston. Uh, and oh, by the way, you can also purchase these on WelcomeToPerfectville.com. Just visit the store, and you can pick up uh, a few of your very own. They're not very expensive. I think they're $2 a pop. It's not that big of a deal. But if you want to get yourself a free one, just give us a five-star rating and a review. <clears throat> and we give you a shout-out right here on the, on the show, which I'm doing right now. This comes from FinFanForLife91. And this uh, says, uh, the Ryan Tannehill of podcasts. And what he says is, while I enjoy listening to all things Miami Dolphins, these guys are the best out there. All other, pa- all other podcasts are like Jay Cutler. They may be good for an episode or two, then drop the ball for no apparent reason whatsoever. <laughs> Chris and Sam are like Ryan Tannehill in comparison. Dependable, a joy to listen to. You know you're, you know what you're getting. You know you're getting the best. Moral of the story, Jay Cutler blows. These guys are great. Go Fins. And you know what? Uh, that right there is a fantastic review. And I, you know, I think it's an apt comparison because much like Ryan Tannehill in 2017, every now and then, Chris, you and I just uh, we didn't show up for a couple of weeks. We were injured <laughs> mentally. Right. So, uh, you know, people seem to appreciate us more when we're gone than when we're here. Very much like Ryan Tannehill. But thank you very much. Fin fan for life. Ninety one. You have qualified for a free Aronde Baxton. Go ahead and send us an email at perfectville podcast at gmail dot com. And I'll get that sent out to you just as soon as possible. Chris, uh, the show is rocking and rolling here. Uh, the season is over, but the show is not. Welcome to Perfectville is going uh, in some places here that uh, I'm just excited. I can't wait to announce everything that we have to announce here yes. before too long. Um, as you guys know, I mentioned a few weeks back that the Finzies are coming back. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, our end-of-year podcast award, the only award that matters, nothing that the NFL sends out, not the Oscars, not the Golden Globes, none of those other awards even matter. The only one that matters to anybody anywhere is the Finzies, and we are the home of the Finzies, Chris Colin. Sam Marku, we are your host of the Finzies once again. That is coming out in late January, early February, so look out for that. We also have some fun things coming out. You guys can get a sneak preview of some of the merch that we're going to have available beyond the Perfectville uh, koozies. Uh, you can go to our Instagram account, Perfectville Podcast, and you can check out everything that we're going to be have coming up here in the new year. Uh, not for sale yet, but in the process of being ready to be able to sell if that makes any sense so check that out on instagram for a sneak peek at some of the things that are coming out um man chris uh like i said the season was a bummer um a lot of the news that came out of south beach this year with regards to the miami dolphins with a bummer but uh, this show was an absolute home run for me 
Uh, I know that all the citizens of Perfectville appreciate your efforts and our and my efforts as well, but we appreciate their efforts to make this the top podcast for the Miami Dolphins in 2017 and beyond. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we close up shop here, or uh, am I missing something? No, I'm actually glad we are compared to Ryan Tannehill because, uh, interesting note, both of our children are also named after fine metals. <laughs> that I, I suppose is true, right? right? Isn't your daughter like the name of aluminum? Isn't that right? No, I, I, I don't. Son's copper. Yeah, it's. Uh, I believe she is uh, helium. Is uh, what I named uh, my daughter. Yeah, helium. <laughs> so an element on the chart there. But uh, right. actually, my daughter's middle name is Ryan, not named after Ryan Tannehill. But uh, there's a link there as well. So you've got Zach Thomas. I've got Ryan over here on my end. Uh, wow. We are we are Miami Dolphins dorks. We are living and breathing the Perfectville uh, population. Like, honestly, like we, that's it. Like, there's every, everything connects back to it. It's like the uh, Dolphin Illuminati. It really is. But uh, anyway, man, um, thanks again for yet another year. We're coming up on our two-year anniversary of this show wow. in a couple of weeks. We're going to have a big blowout party for that as well. Uh, as always, guys, keep listening. Give us a five-star rating and a review, and you can qualify for a Perfectville Sipsack koozie. Uh, let us know on Twitter at the Perfectville poll what topic you want us to talk about next week or in the next episode, I should say, not next week because <laughs> uh, we're not that consistent. But uh, let us know what you want us to talk about. We'll be happy to talk about it with you. You can always send us questions at perfectvillepodcast at gmail.com. And with that, Chris, uh, anything else you want to say before we, uh, we step on out of here? That's it, buddy. Thanks. Well, thank you. And uh, goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Perfectville. From Perfectville. Up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.